you bring me my headphones? Did you hear how angry that was? I did. It was like really. I was like, what? Like, hey. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus. Um, hold up. Do you use um? Thank you. Okay, don't throw them at me. Okay. Wow, I heard that. That was something like he threw a slap in there too. <laughs> Fuck. What were you gonna ask me? Uh, if you use Get Upside. Yeah. Okay, I like just started using it like a month ago, and I already have eleven dollars. Oh, girl. And I was like, bitch, what? This is great. I have to try and figure out because, like, the gas station that I was that I drive past every single day on my way to work, yeah, used to be like a part of Upside, and now they're not. Oh, I know, so it really mm. fucked me up, and I just don't want to go out of my way to save money. Yeah, I feel you on that because you're kind of like not saving money because you're yeah. wasting gas to not save money, kind of. True, true. But I get because I have my boss gave me my own card and she just puts money on it so I fill their tank up so I get money wow. off filling their tank up and off filling mine up. Wow. Wow. They're great. I know they're so great. Those are good ass people. What the fuck? Um how was your week? It Wait, did we talk this week? Um I don't remember. <laughs> okay. Well how was your week? My heart feels fulfilled, so maybe. <laughs> You don't feel this emptiness? I don't feel emptiness. So I feel like we probably talked at some point. Yeah. Um, tell me about your garden and your plant babies. Oh, my God. Everyone is doing so great. I talk to them on a daily. It's supposed to be like 20 tonight in Florida. First of all, what the fuck? What? Um, I'm going to go take pillowcases outside and put them over my little garlic babies. Because those are the only bitches that are outside. Stop. Yeah. I don't want them to get cold. <laughs> That's crazy. So tonight it's, well, it's in the 20s here too tonight. There's like a yeah. cold front coming through. Oh my gosh. So how was your week? It was good. It's pretty basic. Um, I'm off, I was off today for Martin Luther King Day. My bosses work at a bank, so I get all the bank holidays off. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, other than that, you know, I went to Target. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um... You know. Oh, Rich and I took cash out this month for our groceries. Oh, do tell. Okay, so we usually, we always take cash out for a date night. We do $200 a month, and that, you know, is more than enough for us because we really only eat out on the weekends. Mm-hmm. But we were just spending so much on groceries, even with trying to budget. So we decided to take $750 in cash out at the beginning of the month, like out of one of my paychecks, and we put it in an envelope on the fridge, and we just make we like make a list of what we need, and we just don't buy anything extra. And if we do, we're just kind of fucked at the end of the month. <laughs> but this <laughs> if month, if we do, really, we starve. <laughs> right. This month, like we we always we're talk we talked about it for months, so we just never did it. What we decided was, like, we're going to go to Publix every week because we live right across the street. But at the end of the month, if we only have, like, you know, $100 left, we'll just go to Aldi. <laughs> First of all, bitch, I love Aldi. <laughs> I do, too, but Rich doesn't, so. Damn, son. He doesn't like the meat. And, I mean, some of the meat is a little. Okay, same. I also don't like their meat, so understandable. Yeah. But, I mean, we've done really good. And that even includes our, like, Sam's Club trips. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we went to Sam's Club this weekend, and we still have $120 left for next week. So, I mean, Damn. yeah, it worked out pretty well for us. It's a way to practice self-control because you're paying in cash, so you literally can't just buy whatever you want and swipe your card. Yeah, 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 totally, because then it makes it like, yeah. I just don't know what you do with all those pennies at the end of the day. Like, like what do you do with them? We have a huge change thing here. Like, in our house, we just put all of our change in it, and eventually mm. when it fills up, we'll cash it in. Oh, okay. Yeah, because, I mean, I don't ever carry cash, and Rich carries some cash, but at the end of the day, he puts his change in this thing. So, I mean, whatever. It works oh, my out. gosh, like a grandpa. My grandpa used to do that. 
Yes, I'm so married to so a grandpa. Cute. And then my grandpa would give me all the money and be like, here you go. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm rich, bitch. <laughs> uh, I'm excited to see. There's a lot of quarters in there. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, that was that's basically it. Nothing exciting really. Although one exciting thing, we do have merch now. I fucking saw it like <gasps> literally five to ten minutes ago, and I'm so hyped to buy my own merch. Like I cannot <laughs> wait. Yeah, we're not getting merch for free. <laughs> yeah, we're buying it. We're like y'all, okay? I am so excited. Those are just like basic designs, but. I was just kind of excited to get them out there and they're in our link tree. If you want to go check them out and everything, like all of that money is just going to go towards like future trips for us, you yeah, know, to meet up and haunt, you know, do hauntings and stuff. Yeah. Cause like, that's one of our big, I think goals is to um, actually go to haunted scary places and do ghost tours and uh, record, um, you know, experiences and stuff. So it's like a very interactive situation we got going on. Okay. So what are you talking about this week? I have the Lutz family. Okay. What is that? Oh, am I going? Am I on? Am I yeah, on? you're on. Let me, you're <clears throat> let me take a sip of my look. I'm throwing you in. <laughs> oh, I mm. should have got a drink. You can have a drink. Okay, hold. Okay, I'm ready. Let's do it. I'm ready. Okay, so I'm talking about the Lutz family, and there's a lot of background to this one because the Lutz family is the family that moved into the Amityville Horror House after the murders happened. So, yes, girl, perfect time. Click, <laughs> snap, we begin. We begin. So on Wednesday, November 13th, 1974, Ronald DeFeo Jr., he walks into this bar in Amityville, Long Island, New York. Also, I don't know if anybody else has this issue. It's probably just me because of my minor stroke I have all the time. But I always think when I hear this story, I just assume the whole entire fucking time it takes place in California, not New York. So it I takes place in New York. <laughs> I always figured it was like the New England area, but I don't think I ever knew exactly where it was. Yeah, it's in Long Island, of all places. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. No, I can do that. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. Um, and so he shows up in this bar, and his friends are there, and he's like, "You guys gotta help me. I think my mother and father are shot." So, a small group of his friends went to the address, which is one one two Ocean Avenue. I think the reason why I think it's California is because the song Ocean Avenue. And I'm like, there's oh. a place on TV Street, and I'm always like, Ocean Avenue. So New York, everybody. So they walk inside the house, and his parents are dead. So his friend Joe, who was in the group, uh, made a 911 call to the police, and they actually found that not just his mom and dad are dead, but all six members of the family were dead in their beds. Oh, so the victim, so he, the, mind you, this guy, Ronald, he's like, I think someone might be dead and shows up at a bar and then come to find out he thinks, but they are all six dead. So the victims were his parents, 44, his dad, his mom, 42, and his four siblings, Don, Allison, Mark, and John and Matthew. Wait, and John Matthew, that's one name. One, two, three, four, five, six. That's a weird ass name. So Don, Allison, Mark, and John Matthew. They were all shot with a 35 caliber rifle around three o'clock in the morning. So his parents had been shot twice. And then his, the, the kids, like his brothers and sisters have all been killed with just one shot. And evidence shows that the, like Ronald or, um, what's his fucking name? Um, that Lewis, DeFeo and her daughter Allison were both awake during the time of death. So I don't know how they figured that out, but they were awake when they were shot. Oh, God. Um, the victims were all found lying face down in bed, and they were later buried in the, semi- uh, the cemetery, uh, which is like a whatever. Who cares? 
So Ronald, <laughs> fun fact, they were married. Um, so he, so Ronald is still alive. He goes by Butch. I don't know why. Um, he's the oldest son of the family, and he's the only one that obviously survived this whole situation. So he was taken. And he's to not in jail. Oh yeah, he's in jail. Okay. Okay. Um, he was taken to the police station, and he said that the murders were carried out by a mob hitman. Um, however, when he got to the station, the interviewers were like, no, that's very inconsistent. And then the following day, he ended up just confessing, saying that he killed everyone himself. Mm. Um, he said, once I started, I just couldn't stop. It all just went so fast. He admitted that he had taken a bath and redressed, and he ended up going down um, to the bar to ask for help and pretend like he didn't do it afterwards. So he's currently at the Sullivan Correctional Facility in Fallsburg, New York. All of his appeals and requests to the police board have been denied. He is 68 years old, and it's a maximum security facility. Um, <clears throat> so that's kind of like the background of the house. So basically, uh, the oldest son murdered his entire family. Did he ever say why? So, yes, this is going to come into, like, the second part of the story here of the Lutz family. Okay. So, this family moved into the Amityville house 28 uh, – well, they moved in after the murders. They were the only family that was like, yeah, sure, let's move in. So, they moved in, and they only lived there for 28 days. Mm. Um, so, they claimed the reason why that they moved out were because of paranormal experiences. It became this big media frenzy – they're all over talk shows, um, and they are the face of the book, the Amityville Horror, and all the movies. So it's actually based off of the family and their experiences, not the murders that happened oh. there. Um, so mediums and psychics uh, were asked to come into the house before they moved in to bless it, you know, sage it, whatever they do. Um, and they said that it's a very dark energy there. And they decided, fuck it, we're white, let's move in. So they did. Um, others just say that it was like a commercial scam and a hoax. The whole haunting shit. Really? <clears throat> yeah. So even DeFeo, Butch, the guy that c killed his whole family, he's even pissed off. Because he's like, if this is all true, that this house is supposedly hella haunted, then I was possessed by the devil. And I didn't actually do this. Let me out of jail. But also... Let me in on that cash cow y'all got going on because what the fuck? <laughs> um, it's probably haunted because of all the fucking his family murdered. Yeah, but he's saying, well, um, it was haunted before that allegedly, so I was possessed and someone told me to murder him because then he later on to goes to say that a hooded demon, dressed in all black, gave him a gun and said that he should commit the murder, not mm -hmm. that he did the murders. So he's claiming that he did actually murder someone, but he didn't murder everyone. And there's a lot of suspicion behind the fact that he wasn't the only one to kill the entire family. They think that he had help because, I don't know about you, but a rifle is a loud-ass gun. And to kill yeah. six people and not one of them wake up, very suspicious. Um, that is. And... So then another weird thing that has to go like along with the murders is that Ronald kept talking about his sister. Um, what's this bitch's name? Allison. And he like wouldn't let it go. And the grandfather of the family basically said, you're the only one alive. Shut up and just take the blame for everyone else. So he did. And then later on, we're going to talk about his sister, Allison. I think. Mm. JD, I swear to God, if you sweep that 12 more goddamn motherfucking time. Where's your bone? Hey, hey. Don't just stop. Just where's your bone? Don't look at me like that. Great. <laughs> Don't do that anymore. Um, I have to hide Piper's squeaky toys on the days we record. <laughs> like I'm about to take his fucking Susie because he won't stop squeaking it. His Susie. It's his Susie. <laughs> God. Um, so really sad story. Speaking of our, for children, um, a really terrible, sad, fun fact is that when the murders were happening, the family dog was outside on a chain and the dog is a black lab 
ended up jumping over the fence, but because he was no. on a chain, he was found strangled. Oh my god. So he basically choked to death. So that's why when people say like, oh yeah, he killed his whole family. It's like, well, you're telling me one person went around and shot six people and nobody woke up. Very suspicious. And then Yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't believe that. So the grandpa. So the grandpa comes by and he basically says, You're making a fool of the family. Stop saying it was a mob hit. You basically have to take the blame for everyone. Um, regardless to who actually did it. You're taking the blame. Stop smearing our family name like this. So the grandpa and... did it. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> grandpa walked in. He said, bitch, let me see you shake that ass. Um, so, uh, so the sister, Allison, I guess, was acting kind of strange. And so one theory around the murder is that Allison actually went off crazy, murdered everyone, except for her older brother, went back to bed. He finds out she did this, and he decides to end it all and kills her. But if that was a fact, I think he would have said something. So that's like a stupid... Yeah. Um, so that's about all the murders. So then the Lutz family moves in. They bless their house, and then immediately weird things start happening. Um, I guess the first smaller weird things that start happening is that uh, they live in New York. So it's cold as shit sometimes and flies would infest the rooms in the middle of winter when (gasps) flies aren't actually around. So the mom was like folding laundry and then she like turned, she like heard this buzzing noise, almost like, you know, when your light bulbs make those weird noises, like they're not screwed in all the way. Yeah. And she turns around and there's just a room full of flies um she felt moments of being uneasy as she was left alone in the house like a like a woman was like trying to grab her arm and she's like alone and it's a pretty big house so it's like five bedrooms it's it's beautiful if you like actually look it up it's a gorgeous home um but yeah she said she could feel people like pulling on her grabbing her arms um she could hear voices and then here comes the shit with their daughter, Missy. So they had, it's a mom, dad, daughter duo situation. And their fucking kid starts telling your parents about her imaginary friend named Jody. And Jody would present himself. So first of all, yes, the name is Jody. And it's also a boy. It's 2020 now. But back then, I find that weird. But Jody yeah. would present himself to her as a large pig. No, and- thank you. You know how I feel about <laughs> pigs like, and horror movies yeah so he was a large pig and he told missy that he was very happy she would be living here and missy was not about it she was like freaked out like every night like she'd start cr- screaming and crying saying she could see this like her friend jody i don't know why she's calling him her friend but her friend was like in her room at night in the window like creepy ass shit. They would hear screams at night, like blood curdling screams. Temperatures in the house would vary. So like one room would be colder than the other. Um, okay, so I thought this was weird. The china would turn black, and I didn't really understand that because like we don't have china cabinets, so like I don't fucking get it. Like you're gonna pull a spoon out one day and you're like, why is my spoon black? But does I guess it just the, like yeah, like does it, it just like, wash off? No, like it was like black. And they said the toilets would also turn black. So I'm not like the porcelain's black or like your turlet water's black. Yeah. Like what is exactly happening? Oh, still weird. Yeah. No matter what, and, that's so weird. Yeah. So they're talking about like getting pushed down the stairs, just like complete poltergeist shit. Then they were only there for 28 days. The night of that last day, the family will not talk about what happened that one last night that finally drove them from the house. But also what the fuck would you be staying there for with all these other things? Okay. I'm sorry. If my kid starts telling me about an imaginary friend, I'm already moving. I've already got an apartment set up. I don't care if the friend's nice or not. That, that shit to me is just so creepy. Yeah. But they like stayed through all of this and then they're going to tell the reporters about the flies, about the, the, your silverware changing colors and all these apparitions they're seeing, but they're just going to bounce and not tell you what changed that in that like one night, you know? Yeah. So they left on January 13th, 1976, like in the morning. Um, and 
the Mr. Lutz just claims like we did not move in and out of that house as the same family. The fear alone of that night had changed all of us. And then they moved in with um, Kathy's mother, his wife's mom. Um, When they moved out, the bank uh, basically reclaimed their property and sold off all of their belongings. So they literally took nothing with them when they left. I mean, I wouldn't either. If I was in a situation like that where I was being, like, haunted, I would feel like everything that I had would be – would have some of that spirit with it. That's so true. I didn't even think of that because I was like, you literally didn't take anything with you. But then Mm. that kind of makes sense. So they end up moving out with Kathy's mom, but – they are still the husband and wife duo. There's the Lutzes. They're still connected to the house. And by connected, I mean like they're still doing shit in there. Cause at this point they've gone to the press. So they're like really um, out in the open about their weird house. So they had talked to a vampireologist. You heard that right. You heard that's, that right. That's real. <laughs> that's real. That's a thing. And he wanted him to come to the house to do research and the vampireologist, he was like, listen, he's like, my name's Kaplan. I will come through and I won't charge you guys any money, but I am going to tell the public if the house is haunted. I will tell the public if the house isn't haunted I will tell the public if I sense, know, or see anything. So basically, he's like, I'll do this full free, but I'm going to come out and say what I find. And the public will know about it. Because there's been a lot of publicity around the house and, oh, it's so haunted, you know, this, this, and that. Yeah. Um, so that night, Mr. Lutz calls and he saw that Kaplan made a statement in the newspaper about like, yeah, I'm going to go and uh, investigate this house. He lost his shit, called and canceled because he didn't want anybody knowing about it. So come to find out earlier that day, Lutz and his wife had held a huge press conference about just how haunted the house was. And that's like, as they were like getting started with their publicity, um, They ended up filming an investigation with psychics. So they had a whole news crew show up uh, on the night of March 6th, 1976. And there were reporters, cameramen, um, and like all their posse. And so weird stuff started happening to the people once they got in the house. So cameraman Steve, he was on the landing of the second floor and just started getting stabbing chest pains as if he was having an actual heart attack. Ooh. Um, yeah. <laughs> so he just, like, walks upstairs. He's, like, doing his film shit. Heart attack. Then um, everyone stated that they felt basically an overwhelming sadness. Um, like, everyone just kind of, like, felt down and kind of, like, depressed. But also people were murdered there. So, you know. And then one of the psychics, Mary... She stated that she felt overwhelming, um, like a like just very overwhelmed with like really, really, really sad. She said like borderline crying, but it was the feelings of a teenager. So like probably emo vibes. Yeah. Um, oh, I definitely know all about that. <laughs> right. So she like was trying to put on black eyeliner. I don't know. Um and they said that all the psychics would agree that the second floor had all the quote unquote bad vibes. Um, that's where most of the bedrooms were. Everyone was, like, fucking murdered in, so it makes sense. Yeah. Um. So Mary was walking around doing her shit, and she said she could see a face of a young girl. And this girl, this little girl, was just crying. So Mary said she could see the face of a young girl who was looking at her, and the little girl was crying. Um, and Mary basically was like, okay, go to the light. All the people that you love, they're, they're waiting for you. And... As Mary was dealing with that in one room, another psychic was in another room, and this creeped me out. It said that she could see bodies, and they were all just lined up and covered in white sheets, like almost like hooded figures, like monks or something. No, thank you. Yes, yes. And she said it was almost like looking through a door, but they were in control of the door. 
And so Mary like flicks some holy water at him, like, you know, flicking the flick little finger wrist, like, you know, flicking the And she said you could hear like a sizzling sound, like a as if the holy water was being burned off. <sighs> and I was like, what the fuck? How many um, hooded figures did she say she saw? She just said it was, um, like, they were all lined up. So I'm guessing, like, all, like, in a room or something. Like, she yeah. said there were many hooded figures all lined up. Creepy. Another psychic that was there stated that, I hope, this is, like, her direct quote. I hope this is as close to hell as I will ever get. Which, that's a pretty big statement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, have For you real. been to Florida, bitch? Have you been to Florida? <laughs> Do you even know? Have you Are you well-traveled? Oh my um, god. And then but then what's really interesting is one of the reporters that was there says that she didn't hear anything, she didn't feel anything, she didn't express anything, she didn't she said I was just there watching all this go down and I felt like it was a normal day. Um it almost uh, makes me wonder if the Lutz family had like previously known these psychics or talked to these psychics about kind of hyped them up. Yeah, like handpick these people or something. Yeah. Maybe. Hmm. Um, at 2 a.m. So this is like an all-nighter, basically. At 2 a.m., one of the reporters was like, listen, we don't have it. Meaning they don't have anything to prove everything. Like anything's like actually haunted, you know? Because like, yeah, yeah, okay, fucking Steve, the cameraman, had too many Big Macs and then went up two flights of stairs. Like, of course you have chest pain, asshole. You know, okay, everyone's sad. Well, people were murdered here. It's not exactly, like, camera-ready shit. Um, but the thing that, like, I guess made people believe is uh, they had a camera set up that would just, like, randomly take pictures uh, throughout the night. If you Google Amityville Horror Little Boy, you will see the picture that was taken as the camera was set up in the hallway where the landing is, it's creepy as shit. There was no little kids there that night. Mm. And you'll see this little boy's head sticking out of the doorway. And it creeps me the fuck out every time I have to look at that shit. Ooh, I um, see it. Yeah, it's really fucking creepy. So that was their it that they ended up getting at the end of the night was that picture and they ended up asking Missy to look at it. And so here's, okay, so here's the thing. So they asked Missy to look at the picture. And Missy's like, that's, that's Jody. That's the little boy I used to play with. Mm. And everyone lost their shit. And then someone was like sorting through the pictures. Cause I guess they had to get them all developed. Cause you know, back in the day. So this one lady that was sorting through the pictures, she was pregnant and every time she touched that picture with the little boy in it, the baby would, like, kick or, like, move around in her stomach before they even saw the little boy in it. She's like, there's something about this picture. She's, like, a psychic bitch. Yeah. And she's like, there's something about this picture. And then that's when they, like, investigated further in that image and then saw the little boy. So mm-hmm. they're going through all these pictures. There's nothing in any of them except for that one. And every time she touched or look at that picture, the, her baby would go crazy. Um, it's just creepy how he doesn't even look like a ghost. Yeah, he looks like a straight up human. Yeah. But his eyes are just white. Creepy as fuck. <laughs> yeah. My God. There's no other way to explain it. <sighs> creepy as fuck. For real. Um, so the only other thing that these other psychics were saying, which uh was that the house was built on top of an ancient um Indian burial ground. That's and never the, good. And the head Indian chief is buried under the house. So he, so he, this, this separate group of psychics came and said that everything everyone's saying is wrong. There aren't any other spirits here, but the Indian chief. And he is controlling the people that are in this house to make them do whatever he wants them to do. And he feels mad disrespect because his house was built on top of his burial site. And so he's actually controlling people and everyone is his servant and he can do with them whatever he pleases. I mean, that's pretty wild. Yeah. But I just think it's funny that you have one group of psychics that are like, there's hooded figures over here. 
there that are lined up along the walls and there's sadness. There's all these people. And I sent these people to the other side, but then there's this other guy that comes through and he's like, no, there's only one spirit spirit. There's only one spirit. He's the Indian chief and he's just controlling the living to do whatever he pleases. And I was like, yeah, what? <laughs> it really does make you wonder. I mean, are they even, I don't know that that really does make you wonder. Yeah. So then this is where it gets, to be kind of like shitty where they end up finding out the house is rigged so no (laughs) yeah um one of the rooms and in the movie and the book you'll see how the son's fingers get stuck in a window so his son is like looking out the window and the window slams and closes on his fingers um and when the the people were walking through the house or whatever we were walking and they felt like a floorboard was kind of like loose they like stepped on it harder than not and the fucking window flings open and then that's when some people were like this is all bullshit because the family that moved into the house after them they were asking questions and they were questioning a lot of the spooky things that have happened. And she was like, well, you know, what happened with your son's fingers? You know, can we get their hospital records? Cause you know, he said that he took his son to the hospital cause you know, their fingers are crushed in a fucking window. And Mr. Lutz was like, Oh, well, you know, we didn't actually take him to the hospital. We just bandaged them at home. We didn't actually go. And I was like, if my child's fingers got crushed in a window, the first place we're going is the hospital. Like, your ace wrap is not going to fix that. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Um, and basically, the woman who had purchased the house after them was saying that every time you tried to corner him into getting facts like straight he would always back out of what he was saying he would always uh change his topic to where it's like no it's haunted you just have to believe it Mm. okay okay he stands by the author of the book the amityville horror and on the cover it says you know true story basically but the author's like well i tell stories not facts so now it's getting sketchy <laughs> with his yeah. uh, work of fiction um, or nonfiction. I don't even know at this point anymore. Um, and But on the other hand, he was saying how the movie, the very first original movie, he's like, oh, that's all fiction. Specifically, he made a specific comment about the flies. He's like, oh, that was too much, you know. That, that didn't happen that way. I wish they would have followed it more to the book rather than doing it like up in Hollywood. But then what's crazier, uh, the, orig- the original movie, he says, based off of the newer ones that have come out, he said that the original movie is more like a documentary compared to the new ones. And he actually sued the makers of MGM because of how far it was from the truth, allegedly. Like he what actually sued them. Yeah. And he's taken so many legal actions over the years to preserve the truth around the house. And this is like, the father? Yeah, Mr. Lutz. The big is, L. Is he still alive? Yeah. So Kathy ended up dying, R.I.P. Um, and this is like another weird story where she died. And people, the psychics, are claiming it's because of the house that she died. She said that one day she looked into the mirror and all she could see was an old woman. And later on in her life, she ended up developing a respiratory disease. And it caused her to age by 30 years. So when she died, she actually did look older than her age. But I was like, well, she got sick, so... Yeah. You don't you don't reverse an age when you get sick. You generally look like a shit bag when you're dying. Um, right, you usually look <laughs> horrible cuz you're dying. <laughs> um Okay, so obviously the kids are alive. They're probably like my parents' age. Do they have anything to say about this? No, they pretty much stay out of it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, same. They're like, not Agna, thanks. But uh, yeah, Mr. Uh, Lutz, he is 110% convinced that everything that had happened had done happened. Um, he. Oh, he did die. Oh, he did? 
Yeah, oh. it says he died in 2006 of heart disease. Oh, oh and the, the couple divorced in the 80s. Oh, they didn't mention that. Well, this is off Wikipedia, so. <laughs> oh, well, I didn't know. Okay. Um, but yeah, he like 110% stands behind the fact that that house is haunted. And everything that happened in there was fact. So like there was a pig ghost demon thing. Um, the flies would come and go there. Like there was all sort of poltergeist activity, but like he never said what made them leave that one night and the floorboards fucking rigged. So what the hell? <laughs> yeah. And you said other families have lived in that house. Is the house still up today? The house is still up. There is somebody living in it, but they don't disclose like who's actually in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it is a gorgeous home. Oh my God. It's so beautiful. Oh, I just uh, saw a picture of it, and it looks like they painted it and everything. Yeah. It is really pretty. Yeah, it's, like, super pretty. I just feel, I feel like that is bogus, mainly because no other family since the 70s has had an experience, and if they have, they, they have not talked to anybody about it. Yeah, basically, like, what a lot of people were saying is that they saw this opportunity as, like, a cash cow. They said there was six fresh ass murders. Let's make money. Like everyone believes that they bought this house with a full intent of making money off of these fake experiences that they were having. Um, which is kind of sad because it's like, you know, you're using a murder to make money off, like, you know, you're living. And also I think it's kind of weird. Like if my house, I knew every, like there, every room had a murdered body in it. I wouldn't be like, yeah, let's buy it. It's fine. Like, I don't know. It feels so weird about it. Yeah. That would be really weird. And I kind of wonder if the kids, cause there were three kids, right? Yeah. I kind of wonder if they aren't coming forward today because they're still reaping the benefits of, you know, the books and the movies. I bet. Yeah. Especially like that first, um, like the first like book that came out or whatever yeah I think so oh my god that's just crazy and so I had seen the Amityville horror with Rock I think it was Ryan Reynolds I have no idea I've never seen them <laughs> I saw it once and it's it was a really scary movie but I mean so basically he buys the house uh-huh. I think he he is Mr. Lutz and he goes through and like tries to kill his family with an axe so I don't think it's similar at all to the real story (laughs) they were just like you know what let's let's make a wild ass movie about this let's not make it it factual at all yeah and like I think that's why he like lost his shit because he was like that's not what actually happened yada yada whatever and he was like pissed about it but okay, so I just pulled up an article that mm-hmm. said that the so Danny Lutz, who was 10 when they moved into the house, he's 40. Well, he's 47. He was when this article was published in 2013. He said that he's still haunted by the evil force that his family was possessed by. What evil force was it? I don't know, but there was like a film and a best selling book that he oh. did. So, <laughs> OK, Danny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, in the movie, he goes back to the property, but he refuses to go inside. So, I don't know. I mean, I I don't I don't believe it. I see how they bounced on that uh, story to make money. What do you think? Is that what you think? I definitely think so. Yeah, honestly, the rigged window floorboard thing really got me. Because I was like, okay, well, that's kind of... Do- like, who actually takes the time? Yeah. Like, who takes the time? Like, you know how much work you have to do? You have to, like, take your floorboards up. Then you got to, like, rig this thing. Then you got to put your floorboards back down. Then you got to, like, shove your kid's fingers under it. Like, come on. That is Did, so much. That is. So when they went back uh, with, like, the news crew and the psychics, did the Lutz family go with them and go inside the house? Yeah, I believe they were there, like, with them. See, and that's another thing. If you were so distraught that you just up and left all your shit, why would you go back? Uh, Right? Exactly. Like, they were so obsessed with this house and doing all these press interviews and 
everything was about the house that it's like maybe there was some sort of possession situation demon thing that it couldn't keep them away from it and it kept them talking about it because you know how sometimes they say that the more you talk about something it like gives it power and like energy and stuff so maybe there could have been something and the more that they talked about it like it was giving whatever negative energy it could power or something I don't know but that's like the only really like paranormal thing I could think of is like they the husband and wife did become obsessed with this house so maybe like in some way that's the only like paranormal aspect to it because like in my mind that's it like other than that it seems like a big crock of shit they don't I think they just made like a fuck ton of money (laughs) that's fucked up yeah dude totally fucked up but the whole murder thing beforehand that that was crazy because that the conspiracy of that Allison did the murders and then fucking Butch comes in after and just kills her blows my mind because he's like like, cause when he, when they were questioning him, he's like, oh yeah, the guy told me to do commit the murder, not the murders. Uh, but then I was like, well, also he could be dumb. So yeah. And I just don't like, why would you not, if you, if you knew it was your sister, why would you not just say, Hey, it was my sister from the very beginning. Right, exactly. Uh, okay. Damn. I'm glad that you did that though I'm glad that Brian suggested it because I had you know always heard of the movies and I'd heard of this story but I didn't know like the in-depth information about it yeah definitely interesting because when I was even trying to just google the Lutz family like nothing came up so I had to like do a lot of digging (laughs) so you did your work girl girl I did work for this I put in work (laughs) um okay so mine's a little more It's definitely shorter. What is yours? I, what is it? I'm excited. Okay. So it's the Catman of Scotland. Okay. 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 So I heard about this. I think it was it was either My Favorite Murder or And That's Why We Drink. It was one of those. And I can't remember which one. Uh-huh. Okay. So I don't know how to say the town name. It's Greenock. Greenock. Wow. Sounds good to me. Sure. I'm just going to say Scotland. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. So it's the seaside town. They have this urban legend that's been floating around for decades that's known as the Catman of Greenock. Okay. But it's not just like lore. He is real. What? Yeah, he's real. There's literally a Catman. Okay, let me explain. Okay, yeah, because I'm <laughs> like, what? So nobody seems to know his real name, where he's from. No one has really ever heard him speak. You should Google it right now, just so you can see the picture while I'm talking about it. Okay, okay, okay. The Catman? Okay. Yeah. You can just do Catman of Scotland. I think it'll come up. And he's got, like, a rat in his mouth. What? What is this? Right. So it's a real dude. Okay. What am I looking (laughs) at? There are several theories about him. They range from him being a lost sailor to a man suffering from mental illness. Locals have reported seeing him several times. Everyone seems to have heard of him or... um, Bitches are taking selfies with him and I feel so uncomfortable. So he even has his own Facebook fan page where people post pictures of him and update others on his well-being. So, I mean, the town... The town cares about him, but not enough to, like, get him help. (laughs) You know what I mean? We care about you, but here's your ice cube. Don't make too much noise. So he was really just lore until 2007 when some teenagers um, found him. And there's actually a YouTube video that they posted in, in 2007. And that's what kind of got people talking about it. And it's creepy because they're videoing him. He's laying down because I don't think he can walk. And he's, yeah, and he just gives them a thumbs up and starts eating a rat. (gasps) Yeah. And, of course, you can't really understand because they have such heavy Scottish accents. Yeah, like you don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, so the cat man lives as if he was a stray cat. He's often spotted in alleys at night when he apparently lives his human feline life. According to the legend, he even goes underground where he hides in passageways below the city. What? 
Okay. He's a balding man whose skin is so dirty, it's almost completely black, except for the whites of his eyes, which is the creepiest thing. Yeah. He's often pictured and seen with rats in his mouth, as he mostly lives off rats. The locals seem to care for him. They do try and give him food and drinks when they see him. He crawls everywhere. And a lot of people say this is because he was the victim of a mob beating that left him unable to walk. What? Yeah. This is so sad. (laughs) There are rumors he was also a Russian sailor that was stranded. So nobody really knows because he doesn't talk. Social workers have tried to, like, go out and talk to him and he just refuses. Um, Okay, so here's a quote from, like, a, a local who lives in that town. I live in Greenock. Town. town. Yeah. We live in town, yes. Yeah. And I can vouch that Catman exists. He has several spots he stays in, behind the shops at the bus station or around the abandoned warehouses. The local takeaways leave stuff out for him every now and again, and you'll find new blankets by one of his areas that someone has left for him. He was institutionalized once but couldn't handle it. He doesn't like people, but the people here make sure he's taken care of as much as he chooses to be. Cups of tea or soup will be left in certain spots, as well as food. I know one woman who drops off a meal every Saturday evening on her way to bingo, Aww. and she makes sure he has a hat when it gets cold. I suppose Aww. it's the true definition of care in the community. That's actually it's, really cute, but also, yeah, what the hell? It's really sad. Um, he's nonviolent. Um, but, but he looks not okay. He definitely looks not okay, and even though he's not violent, People still get scared of him because they'll just, uh, like, you have to Google the picture to see what I'm talking about. But he's completely black except for the whites of his eyes. And it's not, like, black, like, African-American black. Like, it looks, like, black, like his skin is burned black. Like, he's never showered. Like, ever. ever. It's bad. Yeah, so he's been approached by several social workers who have sought to help him out. Once proof emerged that he was real, the local social workers brought him into the local mental hospital. He had a lot of difficulty adjusting, so he escaped and went back to living in the streets as a quote-unquote cat again. So, yeah. But, I mean, that story had been really going around since the 70s. It was just urban legend, lore, like... Nobody had ever seen him, but then in 2007, this video pops up, and now people um, spot him more often. So a lot of people say that it's just a man who dresses up as Catman for publicity. I mean, I don't know if I would do that for publicity and then hmm. eat dead rats. No, and to be as dirty as he is... I feel it's, like yeah, that's it's bad. <laughs> yeah, it's honestly like he's never ever ever taken a shower and he just lives in like wet, damp, dirty places and yeah, that is yeah. the Catman of Scotland and it is wild. You need to go see pictures. Really, I'll link the YouTube video that uh, shows him like hiding behind a dumpster and he just gives like this creepy thumbs up and then starts eating this dead rat. Oh my god, that is. The dead rat thing is so fucking gross. And the fact that he never talks and there's people that take selfies with him. He's never standing up. He's always laying down like he can't walk, like he has to crawl around. But he doesn't hurt anybody. Like yeah. he just, he's just there. So he's it's, not men- he's not mentally right for sure. Yeah, definitely not. I just, I just don't, it's just creepy. That, like they use not they use him but I guess they kind of do use him as just like entertainment like oh there's the cat man you know like what the fuck <laughs> like no y'all he needs help he's not okay yeah supposedly um people haven't seen him around in a while so maybe he died but because if this has been a lore you know, an urban legend or whatever going around since the 70s, the dude has to be old. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's got it. His legs are definitely not working now because that is a long time. Also, does he, like, the rat, just the, I'm sorry, I cannot fucking get over the rats, dude. (laughs) It's so gross. It is so nasty. And then, like, he just eats them raw? Yeah, he kills them. 
But like, first of all, how do you catch them if your legs don't work? I don't know. Maybe they're so fat because I mean they are really big rats. But the, the yeah, the pictures I saw, they're actually pretty big. Yeah. Um, this one guy that said he is from um that town in Scotland mm-hmm. says that Catman is so black because he sleeps in the bus stations and all the soot from the <sighs> exhaust like gets mm-hmm. on him. Oh my god. Yeah, so that is um that's the cat man. I thought that would be kind of a short fun one to do after the Lutz family cuz I knew that one was going to be kind of long. Yeah, that one is a really good short and sweet one because that is I don't know, I'm really disturbed by it. I don't know. Why. <laughs> yeah, it's <coughs> it's a lot, but I was it's hard to look at the pictures. Yeah, it's hard to look at people posing with him like he's like fucking mascot or something because it's like that's not okay in my mind it's kind of fucked up but like he almost did become like the town that's yeah. like what they were known for and like a really fucked up weird way it's definitely what's going on which is so weird okay yeah same i feel like it's like 11 o'clock dude me too okay so i think that you should hit us with an outro Hell yeah. Um, you guys can find us over on Instagram at Wild Mode Podcast. Uh, go to our link tree. That's where Caroline has everything nicely organized. She posts fire <laughs> fucking memes <laughs> all the time. They're my fucking favorite. If you like memes, just go follow us. Even if uh, it's just for the memes. It, I understand. I, I'm not even mad about it. Uh, you can leave us a review over on iTunes. Make sure it's five stars. Even if you say mean things. If you say mean things, I'm going to report you like it's that other fucking person. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> we so petty. Yeah. P-E-T-T-Y. That's us. So thanks for listening. Okay, bye. Bye. Don't hang up.